It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Is this on? Is this on, Brian? Oh, oh it better be on. It better be on. It is Sunday, I Ron. I don't remember how this equipment works, Brian. I've been listen, listen, Ron. First off, welcome back. I think that Thank you. Um, you know we have to we have to you know put the most obvious, the most glaring thing that we need to discuss right out on the surface for for all. Um, you were absent last week. I was, um, yes. and that absence was felt in many different ways on this show. Some good, some bad, but we're not going to. There's no part of rehashing. Well, on it. Um, some people saying it was an uh, just an epic show. Some people saying highest um, laughs per minute ever. Um, I was just sifting through some of the viewer emails that came in. Sure, um, sure. understood. Mo- mo- most importantly, what I do want to discuss is um, vacation. Ron doesn't shave. Uh, he does not. Um, I shaved for dinner. I think the second night we were there and uh, my wife was like, why are you shaving? You're on vacation. I'm like valid. And uh, also, uh, this morning I was going to shave and realized that I was out of razors. So I had to, uh, I had to get, uh, razors. So I'll be able to, sh- I'll be shaved tomorrow when I go back to work officially. Will you be going back to work or will you just be sitting at the exact same desk <laughs> just wearing um, work appropriate clothes? I have to I'll be at this desk for a while, but then I actually have to travel again. Let me guess. We are going to be going to Westford West by God, Virginia. No, no, I'm going up, going up state, going to Syracuse, New York. Really? Yeah, swinging. Yeah. Uh, will we be swinging by uh, uh, New York City at all? Uh, not at all. You're a little out of the way, unfortunately. Even West New York, New Jersey is a little out of the way. Damn. How does yeah. it feel to be back, Ron? It's good. It's good to be back. Um, you know, it was a, it was a relaxing time. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit um, during the podcast, but it's good to be back. It's good to see you, my friend. And I guess, I mean, let's just get right into it with Drink of the Week. Drink of the Week. Nazdrovia. <laughs> Drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week, drink of the week. Uh, Brian, I know you did an epic uh, 42-minute drink of the week segment last week. Let's try and rein it in a little bit. Uh, And tell me, what are you drinking this week? Straight from the streets of London, that's right, Ron. I will be drinking Camden Hell's Lager. Um, snuck in through U.S. Customs by yours truly. When the customs agent recently on my uh, trip when I landed in Newark Airport said, excuse me, sir, do you have anything you'd like to declare? I said, I'd like to declare these nuts and absolutely <laughs> nothing else. Little did he know that I had a gigantic, what is this, a liter bottle? I don't know. I That's a big one. It's a big one. Oh, those British, they do like their beers. So what am I rocking here? Ron, I am currently rocking, as I said, the Camden Hell's Lager. Look at that color. Look, you can practically that is, that is, throw it's it. It's like water. It's like Coors Light you're drinking. The Camden Hell's Lager, it's a hybrid beer that combines two German beer styles, Helles and Pilsner. It has a 4.6 ABV and contains 138 calories Per serving size, the beer is a the beer is a pale golden color with notes of lemon, orange, spicy herb, sweet caramel, and biscuity malts. It has a crisp, dry, and clean finish. It's brewed with malt and hops sourced from Germany. It debuted in autumn 2010, is now brewed and sold alongside some of the collections of the core beers and occasional releases that have made Camden Town Brewery in London just world famous. And now we bring some of it to our podcast, Ron. This is Camden Hell's Beer. It is truly an international night here on the Ron and Brian podcast. How is that Camden Hell's? Got to say, if um, I call this a damn crushable lager. All right. Uh, Camden Hell's. Um, 
I'm working on it, as you can see. Look at that beautiful color. I will be drinking quite a bit of it um, in the next hour. Ron. All right. Yes. Ron. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? Uh, so, Brian, it's uh, Halloween has passed. It's all about the holiday season now. Um, we are focusing on the heavier beers. And I'd like to, I'm going to bring a little mixology uh, into your, your night tonight, Brian. I'm sure you are familiar uh, with the good people at Trogues in Hershey, Pennsylvania. They're mad elf beer. They put this out once a year. It is ale brewed with honey and cherries. Uh, it's heavy. It's, uh, it's 11%. This is what you do, Brian. You take your glass. You fill your glass halfway with the Mad Elf, as I am doing right now. Then you pull out of the beer fridge Whoa. the Trogues Grand Cacao Chocolate cacao, cacao. Stout, which is clocking in at 6.5, and you mix that in with the Mad Elf. Brian, this gives you a chocolate-covered cherry-flavored beer. It also kicks your ass when it comes to a, uh, a liquor alcohol standpoint. But let me let me just take a sip here. Look at that. First off, the deep oh, color. Delicious. Deep color. You've got, Walk you've got the, the uh, flavors. What are the flavors? Again, you're getting you're getting the cherry. You're getting the honey. You're getting the chocolate. Um, it is you're getting the alcohol, obviously, because uh, the Mad Elf's 11 percent. Um, it is it is uh, not crushable. Uh, you have too many of these and you will regret it the next morning. But it is a delicious holiday drink. One of my favorites. Mm. Oh, that looks good. That looks. Oh. So, so I will be putting good. that down throughout the show. Um, might be a little sloppy later, but you never know. You never know what's going to happen. So that's my drink of the week, Brian. Will you be rushing out to get those beers to try and try that yourself? Um, I'm hoping I have a friend who lives in the Pennsylvania area with easier access to those beers than I do here All right. in New Jersey. We will see. We will see if that's the case. In the meantime, it's B for the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what is, uh, what's your beef? Competitive friends. Really? Um, <laughs> How so? Why are you laughing? I don't understand. I, I just, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Competitive I know friends. People, you know, I, I feel like as friends, we need to lift and support each other. I think that, um, you know, uh, if you look at life through concentric circles, I believe that you've got your family concentric okay. circles. I believe you've got your family at your, at your specific you know, uh, most direct layer outside of you. Um, some people don't feel that way about their blood family. And, you know, they look at their, their, their friends and colleagues as family. And, and, and I believe that that's great. Um, Ron, I see you as family. I want you to know that you are I, in I that feel the same concentric way. circle. And then when you've got friends, you've got acquaintances, colleagues, whatnot. Um, and 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 I one of the things that has really irritated me um, as is, you know, social media has really taken off as the Internet is, you know, people now have their their see their online presence, you know, as, as something has replaced their you know, who they are, you know, you see the, the, the you know, the, the streak of com competition really sullying, you know, friendships and bonds that we have with each other. You know, we, we now have a, like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, instances where, you know, where you tell a story and people immediately will be like, oh, well, you know, they feel the need to like one up you, you right, know, right. make it about them. Um, you know, when you say, oh, I've been to, you know, I went to four Yankee games this year. You're, you've got friends who be like, well, I went to eight Yankee games. When you say I saw Star Wars the day it opened, I saw it twice the day it opened. Um, and something that just kind of, you know, happened to me this past week that really, really rubbed me the wrong way. The number okay. of people that reached out to me this past week and um, said to me, hey, listen, you know, have you noticed <laughs> that your views on YouTube of the podcast that you did last week by yourself? Um, it's crushing, Ron, in terms of um, interest from the general public. Um, I don't know if you can see it here, Ron. I tried to, um, you know, I, 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 I hesitated to right. you know, publish just, you know, the discrepancy between, you know, the, the levels here. 
But you did episode 274 all by yourself. I mean, obviously you were feeling that, you know, um, my presence lacking was going to hurt viewership. So, you know, you, you, you inserted my name in the title. I understand that. I, I saw what you were doing there. I appreciate it. You included a video of me in um, the thumbnail on YouTube. You got 44 views and the number of people and it just mm, it irritated me. It just made me so angry this past week. The number of people reaching out, family reaching out from, you know, third cousin saying, hey, you know, I see that you're up to, you know, 74 views on YouTube. I said, stop it, please. You will never drive a wedge between Ron and I. He is my brother and it does not matter who um, uh, who got more views on our solo episode. It's disgusting that people want to turn this into a competition. I love you, Ron, and I would want no nothing to come between us ever. Um, I so appreciate my that, Ryan. My of the week is um, competitive uh, uh, people who try to turn um, friendships into competitions. Just disgusting. It's disgusting. Now, I've noticed you you named the episode Brian will be there for you. You did that the same week as uh, Matthew pa Perry's passing. Do you Correct. feel maybe um, looking at the, uh, the the views that maybe people thought this was a, a friends related uh, episode? Um, you know, I would say that, you know, having watched the whole, you know, all two hours of last week's episode, which you can find on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch in video format, you can find it anywhere you get your out your podcast for audio only. I mean, if you were to um, go through last week's episode, first off, a lot of content right off the bat with Matthew Perry, the tragedy of his loss, the recap of, you know, uh, my personal relationship with the show friends. But then, you know, as, as the show progressed and, you know, we incorporated all the different comments from people on the internet that were watching it live, it felt like an episode of friends. You know, I, I kind of felt like Joey at one point and, you know, Janelle kind of felt like Rachel and, um, you know, Billy kind of, you thought I was going to stop you, but I was like, let's see, until Brian runs out of Friends references he can make. It was only a matter of time before I, I, I realized that I could not remember what Courtney Cox's character's name was. Like there was, well, it was, it was, it was Monica. Come on. What's going Monica. on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't think that there was any false advertising. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ron. Yes. What's bothering you? Uh, so uh, my, my beef this week is with um, beach slash pool etiquette or lack thereof. I'm going to tell you okay. two stories, Brian. Um, now, you uh, you you have been to pools. Sure. I assume you've been to uh, pools in nice, uh, nice locations. I recently was I, in the Bahamas with the lady a couple months there back. There you go. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I look at pool seating and where you select your seat, much like how you select a urinal when you go to the bathroom. Like if there's one person using a urinal, you're not going to use the urinal right next to them. No. Same thing with seats. If if there is a couple in a section of seats where no one else is sitting, you're not going to sit right next to them. So we went Correct. down to uh, went down to one of the pools uh, while we were on vacation and uh, sat down. Uh, left my lady there while I went to go get us towels. And when I came back, a couple had literally taken the two seats right next to our two seats, even though there was a good 10 seats one way, a good 10 seats the other way. Not only that, uh, the gentleman of the couple had apparently gotten a work phone call that he was doing on speakerphone while sitting there next to us for like a oh. solid 10 minutes. That's not okay under any yeah. circumstances. That is absolutely not okay. In fact, you and um, uh, you you FaceTimed us at that point, and we we had we felt no remorse in putting you on as loud as possible on our speakerphone to um, kind of drown out his work sure. call uh, being on speakerphone. Now, one question, and you can tell yes. me if I'm wrong here, but you know, you're a handsome man. Um, your wife, very beautiful, right? Uh, if you know, is it possible that this was the other couple's, um, how do I say, entree into a um, uh, a conversation? Kind of a swinging type situation? Could it be? Could it be? 
I mean, they did not strike up a conversation otherwise. Um, But it was, yeah, it was weird. And then second, Brian, and uh, you and I, we both like a good cigar every now and then. Uh, We're not, we're not afraid of it. But would you, in a small pool area, uh, light up a large cigar? No, I think I, well, it depends how crowded is that. How Um, many people are, are in that vicinity? I would say there's probably 10 or 12 people in an area that holds maybe 20. I probably would not light a cigar. Yeah. So there was there was this uh, this couple and the gentleman. Um, I would say he was reminded me of uh, who was the comic Patrice um, O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill uh, reminded me of him probably about ten minutes before his uh, fatal heart attack. Like very similar health condition and smoking these foot long stogies, like multiple. Right. Like every time I saw him at the beach, oh. stogie. We're at the pool, stogie, and it's like. Again, I don't I don't mind cigars, but sure. the cigar smoke when you're just trying to relax. Um, yeah. It's uh, again, I just feel it's being considerate to other people. You tell me if I'm if I'm out of line. I, you know, I think that when it comes to a cigar, especially in a public setting like that, I think you have to move. You have to at least show some level of acknowledgement that this is an odor that some people may not enjoy. And, um, you know, I think etiquette says you walk off to the side. Right. You know, you kind of get your own area. Um, that's a shame. Uh, you know, Billy brings up a good point about this couple that sat next to you. You know, were they also furries? Um, it, not that I'm aware of. But again, we didn't really engage in any conversation. So tough to say. How was the vacation otherwise? I mean, I, I know we spoke about it quite well. I spoke about it quite a bit last week, but it was <laughs> your 10th anniversary. It was. Um, you know, you, you and the missus. So, you know, how was the vacation? Uh, I mean, it was good. We, uh, you know, we went down to uh, to the Dominican Republic, down to uh, to Punta Cana, um, cashed in my, my Marriott Bonvoy points and spent uh, five days at Sanctuary Cap Cana little all-inclusive adults-only resort down there. Um, great weather. We had like a little rain for like a half hour on one of the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, we were able to hang out at the beach, hang out at the pool. Uh, we did a couple's massage in the spa one day. Um, you know, the great thing about vacation is you can start drinking at 10 a.m. No one sure. no one bats an eye. You do that here, and they, they tell you to go to a meeting. You do that on vacation, that's just that's just par for the course. Well, usually your, 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 your boss sends you home. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good time. Great weather. Um, The people were very friendly. Um, I would highly recommend if you haven't traveled down to the Dominican Republic, I would highly recommend it. Did you do any um, activities or did you just kind of, you know, tune out with the outside world and just you and the missus relaxing? Pretty much. Yeah, we we didn't do any excursions. One thing I will say from the uh, from the description on the website, we felt that the resort was a, a lot larger than it actually was when we got down there. So like okay. we we literally walked the length of the resort in like 10 minutes. We're like, oh, I guess this is everything. And then we okay. were like, so that's why we just, yeah, you know, basically we just hung out by the pool all day or we hung out by the beach all day and just mm-hmm. really made it uh, a relaxing vacation. I think that's great. I think that's and they took advantage. I didn't realize this. Did you know airports can have VIP service? No, never heard. Never. I know Newark Airport doesn't offer that kind of uh, luxury. <laughs> Walk me through this. So uh, we did it. Uh, we we did it going in and going out. Um, just again, you mentioned it was it was our anniversary, so we uh, we went a little bit crazy. So you uh, you get off the plane, <clears throat> and when you get uh, up to the uh, the gate. You have somebody there with your names on a sign and they they take you to a, a lounge where you can sit, you can relax, have a beverage while they get your luggage. They take care of security. They take care of, you know, immigration for you. And then they just get you to your transportation and get you on your way. So that, yeah, that was lovely. Like you, 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 you get to jump in front of people in line mm-hmm. um, that are waiting to enter the country. Just makes you feel um, like you can look down your nose at people. It was it was spectacular. I've always thought that you you know you you felt proud that you know you kept your you know your your feet on the ground and you. Uh, you know, normally I'm a common man, but uh, this yeah. was uh, this was this was our time to kind of go all out. And then on the way back, um, mm-hmm. oh wait, people are asking what great shirt you're wearing this week. No, I'm not. Just, I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing anything special. This isn't a great shirt. I mean, I don't. <laughs> 
I don't know, like what is this? This is just uh, a shirt I put together. I mean, yeah. this I just I literally pulled this out of my um out of my closet. I don't even what did I I, I don't even see what shirt this was. Hold on. Is that is that the drunk Ron shirt that you have had made for yourself? This is drunk Ron. Is this the next item in our merch store? Drunk Ron? <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Drunk Ron. It was not a it was not a good night. I will tell you that much. It was not a good night at the Jim Norton show. Always, always check to make that sure again. that you uh you know the alcohol content of your beers before having too many of them. There we go. Uh, oh, that feels good. Anyway, uh, back to leaving the country. So it's the same thing when you go back, you you check into your plane tickets, you go into the little uh, VIP area and you literally like I was like, oh, they'll take us through. They tell you they take you through security and immigration. You literally have your own security line that you go through. Like and it was so it was so crazy. Like we go into this other room and there's like a little uh, security machine there. So we put our, and we're, we're the only people there. We put our bags on it. Right. It goes through. And then there's literally uh, an immigrations person there just for us to like hand our passports, kachunk, send us on our way. And then the VIP lounge we got to go to had like a full outdoor pool, showers, you know, bar, food, the whole nine yards. Totally the way to go. Let me ask you a question. At what point does white guilt kick in and you realize that, <laughs> you know, for just for 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 pennies on the dollar, you are literally lard, larding in front of all these people just how fabulously wealthy you are in relation to their annual salary for a mere pittance so that you and the wife, heaven forbid, have to actually wait at immigration. Like, like <laughs> at what point did you sit there and say, you know, I feel a little bad about this. Brian, I, we were pumping money into um, the local economy, and I don't I'm not going to allow you to shame us for that. OK. All right. All right. Any other questions you might have about vacation? No, I'm good. It was a good time. Everybody, I recommend everybody uh, go on vacation. Except for you. Brian. I think we, we need listen, to keep doing I, this together. I think at least once, maybe 2024 or 2025, we do a, you know, cruises have become very popular. You know, a lot of bands have cruises. Do you think a Ron and Brian podcast cruise? I, well, I wasn't thinking a cruise. I was thinking more of like a vacation where, you know, okay. um, you know, a long weekend, maybe four or five days. Right. Um, someplace warm. But, you know, um, you know, no activities planned as part of the trip. You just show up and you hang with us. All right. We'll work on that for 2026, maybe. Okay. I, right. I have a few pounds I'd like to lose before that trip. Same here. I hear you, my friend. All right. Uh, well, one thing I did manage to get over to you, uh, even though I was on vacation, was our NFL Locks of the Week. Locks. Uh, Brian, again, um, I, I didn't hear your picks, but, you know, I think this may have been your most impressive week ever. You no, no. did an entire two week show on your two hour show on your own. Um, you handled the, the production, uh, the distribution, the content, everything. Um, you were managing home renovations. You were out purchasing um, doorknobs. I mean, it, there was a lot going on. And you also managed to come up with two perfect picks. Um, you uh, had Pittsburgh uh, minus three and a half versus Tennessee. Um, they they hurdled that just barely winning 20 to 16. And then you took Green Bay plus one and a half over the L.A. Rams. Uh, they didn't need those points. They won the game outright 20 to three, um, running your record to a perfect 18 and 0. How the hell do you do that? Ron, Ron, I don't even understand why you are trying. I mean, I understand you're bashful. I understand that you don't like to put the spotlight on yourself, but you're sitting there trying to talk about my perfect 2-0 and week last week. We all should be talking about your 2-0 and week. Um, you saw the Chiefs flying out to Frankfurt, Germany um, without Taylor Swift. You sat there and said, wait a second, this is going to drive the line down. People know that Travis Kelsey doesn't play well when Tay Swift isn't in the building. But you want to know something, Ron? You sat there and said, 
I don't think the Dolphins are going to bring it. Um, Chiefs winning 21 to 14, only laying two and a half. That was your first win of the day. But then you also saw Baltimore Ravens laying four and a half over the Seahawks. And you said, Ravens, absolutely. Ravens winning by 34. Ron, that made you 2-0 and for the week. That made you 18-0 and for the season. Um, at some point, do you just start to sit there and think, listen, this is easy? You know, it it never gets any easier. It seems there's there's always a there's a there's a modicum of doubt every time that we do this, um, and it's just you know I I'm just appreciative that the streak has continued for as long as it has, um, and just hope that it can continue for another week. I think it's great. Um, uh, who do you have this coming week? Uh, this upcoming weekend, still loving Baltimore next weekend, minus five and a half versus Cleveland. Uh, Dallas with the tough loss in Philly tonight. Um, they're getting 10 points versus the New York Giants, who are just horrible. Take Dallas minus 10. Mm, I wish I had picked that Dallas game before you did. Um, I'm looking at the crumbs you have left on the table. I like Falcons minus one and a half over the Cardinals. Also, like Saints minus two and a half over the Vikings. They lost Kirk Cousins, their starting quarterback, their backup, whoever he is. He was out this week with a concussion. They're going with a third stringer next week. I think those two and a half points are going to be a nice little um, padding, I guess. A little bit. whatever. Yeah, I go with that. All right. Those are our locks of the week, folks. Uh, Brian, um, stories of the week. Um, we we picked them. We love them. We want to make sure that they don't fall through the cracks. Talk to me a little bit about your story of the week this week. Ron, do you have a photo of Ina Thea Knoyer? There we go. <sighs> now I'm going to ask you this. Is, is this the kind of woman that you would trust giving you um, – a beverage after you told her that you recently came into an inheritance of $30 million and then decided that you were going to break up with her, letting her know that you were going your separate way. Is this the kind of woman that you would trust? Now, right off the bat, she's not even willing to stand in the center of the photo. So, you know, you can't trust her. Second of all, look at that look on her face. That is a woman who says, Bitch, this is only the third killing that I've been charged with. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to the actual story of Ina Thea Kenoyer. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, excuse me, she is only 47 years old. That's right. It's been a rough 47 for Ina. She lives in North Dakota and is currently in jail, charged with murder. Um, after she has um, uh, been charged with fatally poisoning her boyfriend, who goes by the name of Stephen Edward Riley Jr. That's a lot of letters for North Dakota because it's a lot more letters than Stephen's got teeth. Um, Stephen recently notified um, his common law wife that he had um, inherited $30 million. And because they had been going through a rough patch in their relationship, Well, Stephen told Eno that she was going to have to find somewhere else for her to live as he and his son were going to divide this inheritance. Eno wasn't going to have any of it, as just within 24 hours, Riley became ill as he was meeting with a lawyer on September 3rd to collect this massive inheritance. Knoyer didn't call 911 when he came home that day until the following day when paramedics arrived and found Riley unresponsive. He died in the hospital the next day. An autopsy determined that he was killed after ingesting antifreeze. Um, Ina proclaimed her innocence um, in a series of nonsensical Facebook posts. Now, to me, Ron, you tell me, isn't that an oxymoron? (laughs) Facebook posts. I mean, I think those two words go hand in hand, just like Ina Thea Knoyer and antifreeze. Um, she she proclaims her innocence and then, um, unfortunately, at the same time, tells the investigators that she is due 50 percent of this 30 million dollars inheritance. 
because she is Stephen's common law wife. Now, looking at this photo of Ina, Ron, I'm sure you're thinking, oh, somebody better wife her up. <laughs> Riley, he's not thinking about wifing up. They had been together for years um, in, in what she felt was a common law relationship. Unfortunately, North Dakota, the state they lived in, does not recognize such relationships. As such, when investigators notified her that she was not eligible for any of this inheritance, she blew her stack, which led um, authorities to see her as their prime suspect. Here's the kicker, is that after the funeral, um, Stephen's son, I'm just going to fucking name him Junior because I can't. (laughs) Well, he'd be the third if if the guy who died was Junior. Uh, North Dakota man. Right. Oh, here, his son, Ryan, Ryan Riley, who sounds more like somebody who would be part of a college fraternity. Um, Ryan Riley here with you. Actually, no, he sounds like a weatherman. Um, anyway, Ryan announces, hey, this is all just a scam. There is no inheritance. Um, he was contacted by somebody on the Internet saying that he had inherited 30 million. But there's Wait absolutely no truth that there's any money there. So so what you're saying is. Is that he he actually hadn't won thirty million? He was duped nope. and died because of it. Yep. Wow. That was a twist that I did not see coming. Um, North Dakota man with a thirty million dollar inheritance. Mm. I did not see that either. Um, you, Janelle, you're absolutely correct. She looks twenty five. I mean, we can see that. Ron, I have a question. Right there. Yes. What would you do if you woke up tomorrow? And received a letter in the mail saying that you had inherited $30 million. What would you do? I mean, I might do a little research because I don't know exactly who I would be inheriting $30 million from. Sure, sure. Of course, of course. Would you tell your wife or would you sit, or would you um, go down into the basement um, do, and, and do this research? Would you let her in on your, um, on your, your, your good fortune? I would probably go to uh, the local coffee shop, maybe have a little latte while I did some research, just in case. Don't want to get her hopes up. You know, I don't want to. Sure. You know, I don't want to dash her dreams like that. But you wouldn't tell her that you're leaving her. No. After letting her know you, you, you got the 30 mil. No, she's she's good for 15 of it. She can have it. It's true love. True love. (laughs) Ron. Yes. What's your story of the week? So, uh, so it's it's an interesting story, Brian, and I and I, I brought it to the table because this is one of those stories that I I like to get your take on it because I never know which which side of the story that you are going to take um, because okay. you're 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 a libertarian, um, you're a liberal at times, you're a moderate at times, um, you're a staunch conservative at times. You really are. You're a pastiche. Of, uh, of ideals, and that's one of the things that I love about you. So we're going to want to talk fiscal policy. Mm. Uh, oh, maybe later, maybe later. But we are we are going to uh, we're going to jump back to 2018 uh, when uh, we're going out to Tennessee, Brian Dixon, Tennessee. Police Sergeant Daniel Baker uh, was fatally shot while investigating a suspicious vehicle. Um, we back the now, blue here, Ron. We back the blue. We we, we do back the blue. Um, so there is uh, there was an individual, uh, Rutherford County resident Joshua Garten, uh, in 2021. So this is three years later after uh, the uh, the sergeant was killed. Uh, he uh, he posted a photoshopped meme of the rights twenty of the rights two thousand nine album cover pissing on your grave, showing two men urinating on a headstone uh, with a headshot of that former police sergeant superimposed on the headstone. So insensitive, you would have to agree. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so what ended up happening is is uh, he was arrested, and now. Uh, District Attorney W. Ray Crouch and two Tennessee Bureau of Investigation agents have to pay that him $125,000 to settle a First Amendment claim. Uh, The settlement of claims for malicious prosecution, false arrest, and violation of his First Amendment rights came almost three years after he was charged with harassment 
and held in jail for 12 days. The charge was later dismissed for lack of probable cause. Wait a second. He did 12 days in jail over this? He did 12 days in jail for it. Correct. That's at least 14 anal rapes. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that the first couple of days they got in a morning and an evening session. And then I think they decided to take it easy on him. But I mean, Jesus, I didn't even realize. I mean, 12 days in jail. Yeah, I think that he got off easy. If this was a New York City jury. Oh, forget it. He would be at least in the eight figures with the apology on this one. Now, what's yeah. also interesting is text messages uh, between the defendants, including Crouch, including TBI uh, director and other TBI employees, knew he had not committed a crime, with some even directly stating that the public would be mad at them because, quote, we violated his First Amendment rights. So they knew that they were breaking the law when they arrested him. Well, they said he has a right to post. Uh, one unnamed defendant said in the text messages, that doesn't mean there are no consequences. People, 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 this is why, and I've been saying it for years, in 2018, you should, nobody should be using text messages anymore. That is what <laughs> you need to be using a secure app on your phone like for WhatsApp. communication. Back then it was WhatsApp, then it got bought by Meta. Now all the... All of us, you know, people who are concerned about our online um, security, we're all on Signal. I mean, Edward Snowden sat there and said, "Signal, all right, let me you'd write be that crazy down. to be using WhatsApp right now. Go to Signal, S-I-G-N-A-L. So wait a minute. Where, yes. Time out. I was communicating with my butler at the resort through Lugo? WhatsApp. Lugo, the butler. Uh, I was communicating with him via WhatsApp. Do you mean the Zuck has my access to those messages i didn't realize that let's put it this way they've never been proven that he has them but would you trust papa zuck with your with 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 confidential information like hey lugo where do i hide the body como esta eight ball <laughs> all right that was oh that was that was actually very good thank you thank you you know the one thing i will say is I I know very limited Spanish, obviously, but you get to know like you get to know hola, buenos hola. dias, buenos noches, buenos tardes. So you want to greet people as they walk by. They say hola, I say hola, and then they hola. would just say something. And I'd be like, they're like, you speak Spanish? I'm like, no, not really. Thank you though. Yeah. yeah. At any cerveza? point, did they called you a cabeza de merde. <laughs> I did not hear that part. No. Okay, I'm surprised because I got cerveza, called that quite often. Oh, cerveza y dos más cervezas, por favor. Yo quiero una mojito, por favor. You got to watch those Yo mojitos. quiero un tequila I con hear, helado. I hear people can drink so many mojitos on vacation that it makes them get sick and throw up. That's what I hear. Listen, you know, every now and then you hear these stories about Americans who are going to um, these overseas resorts where they're just throwing up all over the place. Right. They're just giving Americans a bad name. You don't you hate to up, see it. They're throwing up at, at the pool. They're throwing up outside elevators. It's Oh, I didn't even tell you. So uh, Marty, part of the Jardy clan. Friend of the show, Marty Jardy. Well, we thought friend of the mm -hmm. show. So she was uh, she was looking after our cats for us while we were gone. Gatos. El Gatos. Um, she was coming in, feeding them, checking the litter boxes, all that hey. good stuff. So we get home on Friday, right? Plane lands. We get through customs. You know, we pick up the dog from boarding. We get home. It's like seven o'clock at night. It is, it is, you know, it's dark out and whatnot. So I'm like, I don't know about you, Brian. I like unpacking my suitcase right when I get home. Like some people leave it and get to nerd it. alert, nerd alert. <laughs> so I take my suitcase upstairs. I'm walking down the hallway. I turn to go into the bedroom. Now, mind you, the hallway is lit. The bedroom is pitch black. Sure. As I turn the corner, I see someone in front of me. And my brain just kind of short circuits because sure. there shouldn't be anybody in my bedroom. I can't really see what it is, but they're about my height. They've got a white face and they're holding a knife. Fuck. When I tell you the sound that came from my body was just like, ah! 
Then I realized that it is a six-foot replica of Ghostface from the awesome. Scream movies sure. that our friend Marty friend show. has set up for the sole purpose of scaring us. Scaring you. Question. Do you think she was when she put that up? Do you have a photo of it or no? Um, I, I, I don't have it handy to put up. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, if you can, put it on social media. Um, All right. But the question is this. Do you, when she So she broke into your home. Well, she didn't break. She had a key. So but See, this is the genius of that move, is the fact that most people would have placed it upon the entrance of the home. Oh, exactly. So when you first walk into the house, you would immediately see it. The Correct. genius of this move is that is that your bedroom is on the second floor. So yeah. you will have put the key in the door. You will turn the lights on. You will have said hello to some of the cats. Maybe Finn arrives to say hello. Very friendly cat. Um, you have you will all at this point, you are no longer on guard. You will right. drop that guard. You're now relaxed. You're like, ah, good to be home. It. You know, there, when, when you go down that hallway, you take a short turn to get into the bedroom. She had it right in the entrance to the bedroom. So even yeah. walking down that hallway, you've got no inclination that you're going to see anything. Sure. And then you turn that corner and it's right there in front of you. And it scared the living hell out of me. I was leaning yeah. over. And once I figured out what it was, I was both laughing and crying and saying she's a whore. Because yeah. <laughs> don't get me wrong. As a man who loves playing pranks on other people, mad respect. Just fucking genius level prank. Uh, but as someone who almost had a coronary, um, I will get my revenge. That's all there. But and just I thank God my wife did not find it because she she would have just passed out. Like it would she'd be traumatized. We would have to move. Like that's what happens. That's how scared she gets about this kind of stuff. But do you think she was trying to scare you or the wife? Here's that's really well, the question. I, I'm not sure because again, it would have all depended on who went upstairs first. So it's a cra- 50-50, sure. it's a crapshoot. But great crap. Genius. Absolutely move. Just great. Genius move. Utterly anyway. Genius. Well done. Honestly, you gotta say, well done to do. now. The question is, do you think John Jardy was involved in this, or do you think it was purely was just Marty I- Jardy? I did find out afterwards that um, after uh, after Marty told John what she was going to do, he did the same thing to her. He set it up in front of their front door and ended up scaring the hell out of her before oh, she brought it wow. over here. It's moments like this, people, that I am just very happy so, that I live. You know, that's if I still have the cutout. Oh, no, this you have to understand. This wasn't. I, I maybe maybe I have it on my phone and I can just. I have the photo, but it. I can't seem to upload it. It is. Um, I, I pulled it down from the group chat that we have. Let me see if I can uh, if I can drop it to my airdrop it to my. But it's truly. I mean, you said this thing is like human size. It is six feet tall, Brian. It is six feet tall. Do you it still is have my it? Height. We still have it. She has not come to uh, to pick it up yet. Let me she has. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean by she has not come to pick it up? It's yours now. You well, don't give that true. back. You either pay it forward to someone else <laughs> or you keep it as part of your Halloween decorations f- for a year from now. I mean, we know that 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 you and the wife, Halloween is your favorite holiday. We it know is, you yeah. guys go all out on Halloween. I say that you just keep it and say, it's mine now. You are not getting this back. Good luck. All right. Let me see. That's here. what I say. I could right. be wrong. Hold on. You just tell me. Hold on. What are we looking Hold at? Hold on here? here. All right. So for, for those of you listening online, I'm hold on a second. Not- Let's I think we all need to mark the date, the time, November 5th, 2023, the time 844 p.m. Allie believes that I am making a valid point. Ladies and gentlemen, write this down. It is a time to be remembered. There you go. So here here's the photo. If you're not watching on YouTube, you really should. So it is not a cutout. Like it is a metal frame, six feet high with a robe and a mask, arms sticking out to the side, knife in hand, ready to attack. Now, just for, for those people of you knowing. watching the video, you this is what and imagine this is <clears throat> for the most part darkness. There's some light from sure. the hallway. You turn the corner. You're not expecting anything to be there. And this is staring you in the face. And I've been in the, I've been in your kitchen, that table to the I mean, for the purpose of the photo to the left of the um, of this creature. 
that that table's up to about hip um, hip height. That's not a short it, like two foot height, table. Not a little bit higher. Oh, so good, so, so good. Very good. Well so done, very, very good. well done, Marty Jardy. Well done. Well played. Well played. All right, let's try and get through some news stories before sure. uh, time runs out here. Brian, I pulled the story. Uh, you, as a recent home buyer, might be interested in this. That on Tuesday, a U.S. jury found the National Association of Realtors and some residential brokerages, including some units of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, liable to pay $1.78 billion in damages for conspiring to artificially inflate commissions for home sales. Now, how does one artificially um, inflate their commissions? Is this just um, like when, when it comes to like closing documents, they just like add a zero? Well, no, so it, it, I guess the case kind of centered around the fact that brokers' compensation in the past typically was about 5 to 6% um, of a home sales price uh, with about half paid to the buyer's broker. Um, right. There were some home sellers in, in, I think, three or four states that brought this case that said that this model suppressed um, competition by keeping commissions for the buyer brokers in the two and a half to three percent range, despite the broker's diminishing role, with a lot of buyers finding homes independently online. Like, really? so when you when you were searching for your recent home, would you yeah. say that your your broker brought brought homes to you, or you found homes online and said to your broker, "I'm interested in this property." I would say that it was a mixture of both. Okay. And it turned out that this property, um, uh, Mrs. Brian reached out and said, hey, there's this property we would like to look at. So that was that was the argument in that, you know, if if the buyers are doing a lot of the legwork, more sure. so now than in the past, because before the internet, you rely on a buyer to find your homes for you. Of course. Now it's more a case of people are able to find their homes online and they have to have a buyer, they have to have a broker because that's what the state laws say. Um, so there was about 260,000 uh, home buyers that pooled into this, uh, into this class, class action, action lawsuit. lawsuit. And now there are still uh, damages to be calculated, which could push the total amount to $5.3 billion um, that could need to be paid out. Um, Remax and Anywhere Real Estate had been defendants. They settled before trial with Remax paying $55 million and Anywhere right. paying $83.5 million without admitting liability. And now, because of this victory, the U.S. DOJ is asking a federal appeals court to let it revive an antitrust probe into the National Association of Realtors practices. Okay. Listen, shut them all down. They're, you're, you're, you're taxing people. It's just a, and, uh, and it's I, a, uh, it's, it's, you're just dipping your hand in other people's pockets and saying, and I've, and I've always kind of wondered about that. You know, we, we moved into this house here in uh, what, 2015, 2016. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. sold the house, we bought this house. And in both instances, you know, the brokers were like, Oh yeah, normally it's six percent. We'll just take a point off. We'll just charge you five. So I was like, well, if if that's just automatically the way you can do it, like, why is it even five? Like, again, um, I will say the house we bought, our our realtor found and gave it as a suggestion to us. But she was our realtor because of houses we found online that we wanted to go see. So it's like, what yeah. is the and especially with housing pricing being what the way it is, oh, you know, if, if you've got a house that was $250,000 five years ago, that's now a $600,000, sure. you know, in the past, a 250,000, 5% would be what? 12,500. Yeah. <laughs> so what would then in turn make that commission worth $30,000? Sure. Like if there is an $18,000 difference, what exactly is that broker doing for that additional money with sure. the exception of the fact that the market is just so out of control that that housing prices have jumped through the roof. Listen, it's no different than, than a lot of, a lot of different industries, which is the fact that, you know, the people that are or were considered gatekeepers 
are suddenly seeing that, you know, access um, has, has, has stretched outside of their hands, outside of their control, and that the people, you know, in, in especially, you know, buyers and sellers are able to do, you know, um, do these transactions without the need for these gatekeepers. I mean, face it, Ron, you used to be the gatekeeper on this podcast. I used to not know how to start a podcast. I didn't know how to record or produce or whatnot. I did a two-hour podcast last week. <laughs> Gatekeepers, your time has passed. Well, and you, you know, you need to get title insurance. You need to have oh. a lawyer. Like, why? Why? If it's a sim- at the end of the day, it's a simple transaction. You are buying property from somebody else. Why does Why does the government need to be so involved in that process and have so many layers and so many fees attached to it? Listen, if there's anybody who's going to tell us the need for title insurance, it's going to be fan of the show, friend of the show, Janelle, who will be able to explain all of the reasons why you absolutely want to invest in a title search on that property. Um, so many potential um, things can go wrong there. All right. I mean, think about it. Imagine if you were living next to, you know, right down the street from from Bill Cosby, who had been arrested so 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 famously for um, all just horrific behavior. And suddenly you show up there with your wife being like, hey, we're going to buy a home. It's hey, hey guys, yeah. you want this house? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, one thing that happened while I was out of the country, Representative George Santos survived a vote on Wednesday to expel him from the House as most Republicans and 31 Democrats opted to withhold punishment while both his criminal trial and an House Ethics uh, Committee investigation proceed. I, I, You, I think, were a little upset about this. Uh, it's not a matter of being upset. It is just... Um, you know, it's, it's, it is the, you know, the removing of the layers of the onion so that there is absolutely unabashedly just the pure and naked, um, uh, you know, by, you know, partisanship that is going on in our Congress, where you have got a Republican party that is more concerned with receiving a steady, comfortable Republican vote than, um, in questioning the ethics, the morals, um, you know, the, the the legitimacy of the vote where that that is coming from, um, you know, ever since he got elected for I think we're going on at now on two years of this national nightmare. Um, George Santos representing Long Island, Republican, you know, by name, um, you know, fraud by uh, by every other way you want to look at him. Um you know, Republicans have turned the other way, looked the opposite direction as lies upon lies have been exposed that he has um, uh, put out there in public to um, uh, basically, uh, you know, state his um, what's the word I'm thinking of um, his uh, ability uh, to continue to represent the, the fine people of Long Island. I know Janelle right now is scoffing hearing the phrase the, the the good people of Long Island, but I mean, he has stolen money from his um, from his supporters. Um, he has lied about the source of his income. He has lied about um, you know his uh, you know uh, his what is it the uh, curriculum vitae his CV. Um, absolutely, well, well the man does not belong to be in, in in Congress. However, the Republican Party, you know, the establishment that we know that is in the House of Representatives. Do not have the courage to sit there and say, let's put this back to the people and give them an, a, a representative who is actually worthy of representing them. Uh, screw them all. But you also had 31 Democrats that crossed the aisle and voted to not expel that expel him. One of them, Representative um, Jamie Raskin, uh, who made the comment that he did not want to set the precedent of uh, removing a representative prior to that person getting their day in court. Sure. Do you think there's validity to that argument? I don't think there's validity to it. I mean, anybody who does not vote this guy out is utterly ludicrous. Also, interesting story. Jamie Raskin's middle name is Ben. It's a very, ben. not well, not you, not Benjamin, Ben. Ben. 
Um, I did did like the fact that, so George Santos sent a thank you note to uh, the people that voted not to expel him, and Jamie Raskin uh, marked it up with uh, grammatical errors and sent it back to him. I did like that level of pettiness. But I I, I do need, I do agree with Representative Raskin to the point where, you know, do you want to, again, do you want to set that precedent to, if someone has not been convicted, if someone has not had their day in court, um, do, do they not get a chance to do people in general not get a chance to be considered innocent until proven guilty? Are we not talking about the same Republican Party that threw out two representatives in Tennessee because they dared speak up in favor of gun control? Listen, Brian, when they go low, we go high. No, and I don't really know what that means in this instance, but I know that when they go, Michelle low, Obama we said go it. High. She did. Mm-hmm. A wise mm-hmm. woman. Okay. Brian, your personal man of the year for 2022, uh, Samuel Bankman Friedman. Uh, Love the guy. Love the guy. Convicted by a Manhattan federal jury on Thursday of stealing $10 billion from users of his crypto exchange and lying to lenders and investors. He faces up to 110 years in prison uh, when he will be sentenced on March 28th. Why does it take so long for his sentencing? It's freaking November. I mean, but anyway. honestly, no offense. He got he he had his case, uh, uh, his trial pretty quickly. I will say I mean, there's yeah, people this, who, this, whose this trials are run through. I'm going to say this guy got found guilty pretty quickly. Um, so the jury comprised of nine women and three men deliberated for just four hours before reaching a decision. I mean, I, I think, you know, again, I, I don't know where he could have put any type of defense for him. There is none. Right. And I he, mean, even, he, using, he, uh, he testified he, in his own defense and it clearly didn't help. He is using the exact same defense that I think you're going to see Donald Trump use in Georgia, which is, hey, I'm t- I just did what my lawyer said I could do. Right. Well, I think what also uh, kind of did him in, he claimed more than 100 times during four days on the witness stand that he could not recall repeatedly promising that his platform was safe or ordering an underling to set up some secret computer code, um, allowing his girlfriend to siphon FTX customer funds. Listen, I think, we you know, of, of all the things we're on right now, we need to appreciate just the sanctity, the safety, the security of individual crypto accounts. Listen, my Ethereum to the roof this past year, um, right. my Bitcoin, Bitcoin is 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 having its second heyday up over 50 percent this year. Um if you got in earlier this year, like me and my friends, you are looking at huge ROIs. Um, you know, it is you just hate to see somebody come into the crypto world, you know, the NFT world and think, hey, here is a haven for me to thieve. Um, it's it's worse than lying your way into Congress. There you go. Uh one really important question I have for you, Brian, uh, as we're, we're getting close to the end sure, here. Sure, sure, What are you watching? Oh, Lessons in Chemistry. I don't know if anybody else has jumped on it. Starring yeah. Brie Larson on Apple okay. TV. Um, you know, a lot of people decided, you know, when she became Captain Marvel, that this was really the end of the Marvel Universe. no. She raised the Marvel Universe to a new level. Brie Larson, I don't remember what she was in before Captain Marvel, but let's be honest. The woman is amazing. Um, So I started watching Lessons in Chemistry. It's uh, first season came out. I believe they're on the fifth episode. I got through three. It is the story of a female scientist set in the 1950s. Her dream of being a chemist is put on hold when she finds herself pregnant alone fired from her lab and what does she do she does what any american woman would do in the 1950s she becomes a on uh you know a a a tv cook chef teaching american housewives how to cook um i haven't gotten to that point yet she's still a chemist um also i watched um went into the archives on this one went to green book 
the 2018 film starring oh, yeah. Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali, which is the uh, story of an African-American pianist who is on tour in the deep South with his Italian driver. I had never seen the movie. I know it got a big, you know, um, Oscar buzz years back. Never watched it. Just did now. Um, wow. Janelle, just so much anger. So much anger. Look, is this TV show description going to take three hours? You know, I, she just, she's just angry at me for doing a two hour episode. You know, not everybody, um, you know, is uh, was, was angry at my two hour, um, you know, solo podcast. Ron, what are you watching other than the ocean? Um, so I am watching Bodies on Netflix. Um, it is uh, apparently based off of a graphic novel of the same name. So it is. Uh, it is a murder that takes place in four different times that detected. It's the same murder it takes place in 1890, 1941, 2023, and 2053. It's the same body in all four uh, time frames. It's a time travel, quantum physics mind fuck. Um, and uh, it's, it's excellent. Like, I am six episodes into it. And it's probably one of the best shows that I've watched in 2023. Do you think I will struggle to wrap my feeble brain around it? I don't think so. No, it is. And the thing I like about it is they are constantly giving exposition every episode. Like, it's not one of those things where you're like, what the fuck's going on? Like every single episode, they give you more and more of the story. Very well done. I watched episode one of Get Gotti. Uh, the three episode docu series yeah. uh, about the arresting John Gotti. Um, it is listen. It's 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 mind candy. It is sure. they give it a very big eighties nineties vibe. Uh, but you do you do learn a lot that you might not have known about John Gotti. I mean, not you. You were very much into the whole John Gotti case. But us us laypersons out here, um, I think uh, you know it's uh, it's 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 a good watch. And I'm going to say, what am I reading? I'm reading The Awesome Game by Dave Hill. I finished it on vacation. It's a book about him, uh, his love affair with hockey um, from the time Mm -hmm. that he was a kid. Uh, He goes to Kenya and plays hockey. He goes to Finland and Poland to watch hockey. Even if you don't like hockey, it's a great book. He's a friend of the podcast, obviously, uh, but I would highly recommend it. He sent... Uh, my wife and I assigned copy, uh, so we are very uh, grateful to him for that. Um, and I also I got into reading a little bit. I also started reading uh, Mr. How did Mercedes. How did you get assigned copy of the book? But I didn't. He's been on this you, show. Should you didn't get you your co- you didn't get your signed copy? No. I'll, How did I maybe, not get a signed copy? Maybe maybe because of the move. Maybe it's at your old address. You should look into that. It's kind of fucked up. Uh, but I also have been reading Mr. Mercedes by Stephen King, which I know has been out oh. for a while. No, no, no. There's a whole series on that story. Start with Mr. Mercedes, but there's right, it's a, a trilogy. A, a, it's like, there's a trilogy. Read them that's all. Why, that's why I, oh, but Mr. Mercedes. So good. Excellent. So, so good. Yes. I, hi, yes, uh, but no, I don't think smart. I'm watching. Do yourself a else. favor, Ron, read all of them. Cause they, they're just as good. I plan it. And there's also a a documentary that I started watching. It's about some German guy that killed his girlfriend's parents. Um, I forget what. Oh, uh, to murder do us part or something like Johns that. Johns or whatever. I I, yeah. I I saw I saw the trailer. I had no interest. I turned it off. I That's two why episodes. I went to in chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I did two episodes and they're like, oh, three episodes to go. I'm like, they're really dragging this out. So I don't think it went away. I'm just proud that you're reading. I'm proud that you've moved on to the typed word. It is um it's important for us to, you know, remember that there's um that we can still read and it's not just dependent on our on on screens for us to go. Mr. Mercedes, very impressed. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Anything else, Brian, before we wrap up here today? Nah, I'm just I'm just woke. I, I'm just so glad that you are back for those people. I've I've gotten so many text messages already, you know, from the show. The shirt drunk Ron will be available in our merch store. Go to um, our website tomorrow. It may be um, I've been speaking to some of our coders. Um 
you know, in Thailand, they say we're not sure it will either be up tomorrow or within 48 hours, but you too can get your drunk Ron t-shirt. This is a photo, Ron. You went to go see Jim Norton. You saw double Jim Norton because you were drinking a lot of whiskey and beer that night. You ended up sitting on the floor up against a um, brick wall, if I'm not correct. And the kind people of, um, you know, our merch company have sat there and said, hey, Brian, you know, we think this would make a great shirt. I agree. I think it makes a great shirt. Going to be in our merch store tomorrow. So I will say you're a motherfucker. Marty's a motherfucker. But I love you both. I respect. I respect the game. We wouldn't do this if we didn't love you. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Thank you. And uh, of course, uh, we've got uh, After Dark coming up in sure. uh, about twenty-five sure. minutes uh, for our Patreon subscribers. If you subscribe at the bronze level or higher, that's just ten dollars a month. Uh, you get to join us live every week at nine thirty after dark. Um, and well, I was getting great swag and things of that nature. Uh, but we've got the sexy stories, the stories that the Zuck, uh, Elon, they don't want us to have on the free podcast. So we put it behind the paywall. I guarantee you uh, it is worth the cost of two lattes a month uh, to have access to this great content. And we love doing it also. We do. We really do. To be honest, it is a way for people to sit there and 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 help the show. You know, um, we do an hour every week, sometimes two, um, where we do an hour of free content. Anybody with an internet connection every week can watch at least one hour of new content from the Ron and Brian podcast. Um, ha- you know, it's it's not free, people. It may be no. for you, but it is free. You know, it it is not free to the world. It costs money. There's, you know, um, there's website storage. Um, there's web hosting, stuff like that. Um, you know, every time Ron runs that scroll at the bottom, 75 cents, how do you help offset some of those costs? You sign up for our Patreon and maybe just maybe you'll get a discount code for the drunk Ron T-shirt that I'm wearing right now. We will have in our web store tomorrow. There might be a 20 percent off code. And by the way, Janelle mentioned earlier, am I in my water tank closet? You are absolutely you are in the hvac closet uh, absolutely the water tank is below uh downstairs this is the hvac people all right anything else brian before we close out episode Not at all. It, was so, it was so just so nice to have you back so good nice to, to have you back so good to be back all right everybody uh patreon folks we will catch you in 23 minutes everybody else we will catch you next week Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.